Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is whether this presidential election year will be a boon for markets. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. Does the fact that this is a presidential year signal a booming market? Don't know is the short answer. That said, if I had to guess, I would say yes. First, I hasten to point out that I'm not generally interested in market timing. Long-term listeners know I discourage it. I think it's much better to focus on the individual investor's unique time horizon, investment objectives, and risk considerations. With that important aside out of the way, today's topic is really in the spirit of just for the fun of it. So here's why I lean toward the view that 2020 is more likely than not to be rewarding for investors. First, as market historians will tell you, presidential election years tend to be strong. As the theory goes, years one and two of a presidential cycle are economically weak, as the president looks to build a program which may have short-term costs. Anyone remember how dismal Ronald Reagan's first two years were, economically speaking? By the time we get to years three and four, re-election takes center stage, along with all sorts of economic window dressing. In the case of the current election, And I'll remind listeners, this podcast is a politics-free zone. No voting preference is implied or to be inferred. The current president has displayed an unprecedented interest in the stock market. I said displayed. For all we know, other presidents were equally or even more interested. But this president sure tweets a lot about new market highs and the like. All this means is that we can safely assume that the president, to the extent he can exercise influence here, will be pulling what levers he can. I hasten to point out that even the power of the U.S. presidency does not confer control over markets. Certainly, George W. Bush was not seeking a collapse of the economy in election year 2008, but he got it anyway, and that may have been decisive in Barack Obama's defeat of his Republican challenger, John McCain, that year. The central drama of the global economy at that time was a seemingly robust housing market that in the end proved to be standing on a very shaky foundation and which gave way in late 2007. The central drama of today's global economy has been the U.S.-China trade dispute, which was patched up last month just in time to rev up global consumption and trade growth. But just days later came the coronavirus, unexpectedly, which initially, at least, spooked markets, though markets have risen and fallen along with coronavirus concerns. Now, 101 things can happen between now and November to alter our expectations as to what will most influence markets. As I mentioned, I'm not a fan of market timing, and I don't make personal portfolio decisions on that basis. But again, for the fun of it, if we assume that a China rebound or a China collapse will become a make-it-or-break-it indicator for 2020 markets, 
I lean toward the view that 2020 will be a strong year. Let's take the opposite case first. What we know of the public health statistics may lull us into thinking that the coronavirus is not something to be overly concerned with. That is because its 2% mortality rate is quite a bit lower than the 10% outbreak for SARS in 2003, which was ultimately contained. However, the coronavirus symptoms take more time to appear, and the possibility remains that it can therefore still blow up into something bigger than we expect. And even if an unexpected worsening of the epidemic does not occur, as we sincerely hope, the fact that half a trillion Chinese are under some form of restricted movement right now will surely adversely affect one if not two quarters of global GDP and disrupt supply chains. In short, the resumption of US-China trade that kicked in with last month's trade deal may take longer to get going. And yet, that delay may actually bolster 2020 economic performance to look at the positive side now. Opinions on this differ, of course, but I tend to agree with Invesco's chief global market strategist, Christina Hooper, who told Axios, and I quote, we're likely to return not just to normal, but above normal because of the US-China trade deal. Noting that the coronavirus panic started right after the signing of the phase one deal, Hooper added, once contagion is under control and stabilized, I think we'll see a pop in consumer spending and corporate spending, end quote. Again, others may feel differently, but I return to my starting assumption that all presidents want to rev up the economy in an election year and frequently succeed at it. While the matter is not completely or even mostly in his control, still the president, any president, has got allies. In this case, investors want the party to continue. The Fed appears to be supportive, and you can be sure that any good news will be trumpeted to the max, essentially communicating the idea that stock market investing is worth the risk. However, risks that have not been reckoned, a housing crisis, an out-of-control pandemic, a geopolitical defeat like the Vietnam War, those are the sort of things that can derail this market. We shall see if such risks emerge. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also, feel free to contact me at gil at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.